this is episode 547 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I will be talking about more Red Dead Redemption 2 because that is what I'm playing when I have the time to play anything, but I also have a few Switch games to talk about, some little tiny puzzle games that are quite enjoyable and perfect for Switch, everyone's favorite saying... Uh, but the the majority of today's episode will be dedicated to the Sega Genesis. Why? Because the Mega Drive had a birthday, its 30th anniversary, last week on Monday. And I completely forgot about it, in part because I didn't own a Mega Drive. I owned a Genesis, which launched, I believe, on August 14th in 1890. Not 1899. 1989. Yes, the Sega Genesis. The world's earliest console coming out in the 1800s. Jesus Christ. But they are one and the same. And I love my Sega Genesis. I love it still today. I have it. I don't know if it works. I love the Nomad. But the Sega Genesis was my first system. We had an NES. Played around with Atari 2600 and all that jazz. But the Genesis was my first system. It was mine. And I wanted to talk about it and say a lot of nice things about it. Because at at my heart, if I'm a fanboy of any system, I'm a Sega fanboy. And yeah, so I'm going to get to that after I get through the rest of the show. So Red Dead Redemption 2. Still playing it a whole bunch. I'm at about 62% completion-wise. I think I'm getting very near the end of the story. I just finished chapter 5 and there are 6 chapters, so I should be done soonish. Though I think the last chapter might be on the heavier side. Chapter 5 is very short and to mention anything about it would be incredibly spoilery. But I am enjoying the game so much still. Uh, Like I said, I just love the world. The story still hasn't really grabbed me, and I don't expect it to grab me in this last chapter. I can't. Ex- I, I I don't see how it would. And on top of that, like I said, I, I I already know the end, and I did learn a bit more about the end later on. But it it's just I I really like Arthur. That's the thing. I like Arthur a lot. It's just that the narrative itself is something that hasn't grabbed me it it's not telling an especially unique story or anything and the story it's telling just isn't doing much for me and i i don't like enough of the other characters Uh, in fact a lot of them bug me and the ones who i do like they either have been killed off i think every character now that i i liked minus one and it's like some of the, the side characters like the wives and whatever i don't care they're, they're they're fine but all but one mainish character i like is dead so that's fun it's like they they know that they're killing off the likable characters and isn't that unique um but my phone is buzzing like crazy i don't know if you can hear it but if you hear like, bah, bah, that's my stupid phone that is just going crazy for some reason. Um, maybe it's NIS America 
telling me, uh, just sending me a bunch of emails about, hey, we, we've been here, the, our last Vita games, they're coming out soon, and then we're done with the Vita finally. Um, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game I uh, love, uh, and I, I've grown to love it more over time. I really do like Arthur a lot. I think he's an enjoyable character because I can relate to him in many ways and his sort of just tiredness of everything and just like, oh, really? This again, he just has my personality to a and that's why I like him. But the, the world is just a wonderful thing to explore. And it... it I appreciate the parts of the game where not much does happen because you can, you could be exploring the world and not run into any kind of strange or anything, but it's still such a beautiful world to explore and be in with the lighting and everything. I saw a rainbow in the game. I'm like, Oh, that is a good looking rainbow. That is a good looking video game rainbow. There was a thunderstorm at one point that I never experienced for hours, like over dozens and dozens of hours. I never knew there were even thunderstorms in the game. And then what happened? I'm like, oh, there's thunderstorms in here too. The, the weather system is, is wonderful. Um, but it is a very slow game. And it's not for everyone. And that's fine. And I've, I've belabored this point enough. But I love the game. And that's all that matters for me. And if you don't love it, the, the thing that annoys me most about people just complaining about it still, because there's there's still a lot of people just shitting on it. I, I see a lot more of that than people loving on it at this point. Is that they feel the need to keep playing it in hopes that it's going to get better for them. Don't do that. If you don't like a game after just a few hours, like if, if a game doesn't click with you after a few hours, stop playing it. It doesn't matter if it's like, oh, you need to play 12 hours for it to get good. That's horse shit. If, if it doesn't click with you before that, just stop. Then it's just not a game for you. Even if a whole bunch of other people, even if all the critics are loving it and calling it a masterpiece, it doesn't mean it has to be a masterpiece for you too. It's fine. Nothing is for everyone. Remember that. That is the most important thing you can ever remember. Remember that all reviews are subjective. There is no such thing as an objective review. Anyone who says otherwise is an idiot and a fucking lying piece of crap. There's no way to make an objective review. It's it's impossible. It is impossible. An objective review is a back-of-the-box description. It is a press release. It is just a bullet point list of the features of a game. That's it. This game, you have multiplayer, and you can do this and this and this in it, and you know it's good because maybe it's good. Shut up, get out of here, and that horse shit. So don't feel like you have to play something, and you have to play it for a certain amount of time to reach a point where it gets better or gets good, quote unquote, gets good. Like with uh, Final Fantasy 13, I believe, is the most glaring example I can remember in recent memory of it being, hey, you know, the first 30 or so hours, not so great. After that, it's amazing. Fuck that shit. If, it, if you don't like that first 30 hours, don't play 30 hours of a game if you're not enjoying it because supposedly the game after that becomes much better. It's not worth it. Even if even if that game after the 30 hours of crap is really good, it doesn't matter. You still wasted 30 hours of your time. 
Time is a valuable, valuable resource. Of all the things to waste, time is the thing you should try and waste as little as possible because you're not getting that back. And there's no way to get that time back. So don't do it. But I haven't wasted my time with Red Dead Redemption 2. I've loved every second of it. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing the story and then just being free. I think when I finish the story, I'm just going to turn off the mini-map and just go around hunting animals, doing this and that, and just being a good old cowboy and looking forward to the release of Red Dead Online and what that is all about. Um, I'm very, very curious to see how that is, if it's just like Grand Theft Auto or if they do change things up. It'd be kind of cool if it was a bit more class-based, job-based, if you if you wanted, maybe. Like, oh, I just want to be a farmer. Even those those mechanics aren't in the game proper, maybe they exist in the online version. Who knows? Probably not. I would be very surprised if that was the case. But if it did something like that, it would be pretty cool. And then, moving on to the Switch games I've played. Swap This is a match not three in this case what do you call those match them puzzles match it's match four i'm pretty sure but it is i think three bucks is very cheap and it is the kind of match game where you can freely move any piece around on the specific map in this particular case you're uh switching around fish and their various colors and there will be hazards in there that you can't move and you have to explode like treasure chests around them to get rid of them and whatnot and there'll be things that you can freeze pieces and then move them but you're just moving the the little fishes around to make matches of four and then you're moving around quick to make bigger chains and it's a lot of fun it, it uses the touchscreen which is nice i i did in fact i'm i do not know if it works in docked mode because the buttons are not responsive in handheld mode. That could just be that when you're playing in handheld mode, that's how it works. But I've I've never played a game that is handheld mode only. I know a few exist, but I've never played one personally, and I haven't tried it out. So I can't speak to whether or not that is the case. But if it is, whatever. It feels great in handheld mode. The, the touch controls are really responsive. And you got a handful of modes for your three bucks. You have time, you have a minute mode, so you get the highest score you can in a minute. You have puzzle modes where it's about clearing out a specific set design with as few moves as possible. There is a fish attack thing where a fish is moving up and you have to make matches to push it down. And when you get it down to the bottom, you move on to the next round against another fish and it just gets harder and that is similar to the wave mode where you have to make a you have to clear a certain number of fish in a given time limit and then you move on to the next wave and then you have to clear more fish in that wave etc um very simple very straightforward if you like those mastery type games it's definitely worth the three bucks because i'm pretty sure it's three bucks and it's i've it, been enjoying my time with it uh, and then the other game i've been playing is what is it hard way i think it's called but it's a uh, what is it let me look at this thing you have swap this hard way party which i played a little bit of and in this thing 
you're this car driving down this road and there are a bunch of islands all over the place and you hold either the left button or the right button on the not d-pad the buttoned d-pad thing that the 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 joy cons have going on you press left or right and it'll start rotating a road out from either the left side or the right side and you're tr and you keep holding it to rotate the road until it hits an island and then you let go to stop it and then the car will move towards that island and you're just trying to get as far as you can so it's like a doodle jump or whatever not where you are trying to keep progressing and moving forward and you gain a point for every successful road you've placed and, you're, and it gets more challenging there are things that are in the way so in the first area there is just a basic island and water and there are some light towers um light towers is not what they're called watchtowers lighthouse <laughs> there's a mixture there um but they're like some lighthouses where if you put the road and you are rotating it towards a lighthouse if you hit that lighthouse the road is destroyed and you fail uh, or you just you can't progress any further and your points up to that point are where you are um but it's a very simple game uh, there are some other modes so i haven't i haven't dabbled in that one as much as swap this but i have enjoyed my time with it it's a very addictive game where it's just like okay i know i can do better it's like ooh, i i, I could have gotten a lot further that time or at least one place further i'm gonna keep going it's a very quick game to just restart and play another go at it um so a couple good simple little uh puzzle games for the switch that are you know perfect for switch but now to the meat of this episode though that was pretty meaty already uh the sega genesis so like i said the genesis was my first system we had an nes and i love that i played so many games on that that i adored like contra uh, Punch-Out, Kirby's Adventure, my favorite NES game, uh, the Super Mario Brother games, and all that jazz. But the Genesis was my first system. And I didn't get one at launch, obviously. I, f I feel like it should be obvious. But when I did get one, I think it might have been one that had Sonic bundled in with it. Because it'd be weird if... I, I played Sonic on it, and I feel like I definitely played Sonic right when I got my system. But I got two games with it. Or this could be a, a, where my memory is just all screwed up. And I got these two games later at a different time as a gift. But I just remember this because I saw a picture of me with it. And I can't remember if the picture also included the console. So whatever. But two of my games I got potentially with uh, the system were Boogerman, which I, I genuinely like. I think it is a decent game. It's not great, but it's fine. It's a stupid, silly little thing. And the Pink Panther, which is based off the cartoon, not the, the Peter Sellers movies, movie series, which is overrated. Uh, yeah, it does not hold up. I went back. They're much better similar types of movies which is really sad because i love those as a kid but i do not remember the pink panther game at, at all but i i really remember boogerman not fondly i'd say but i i have plenty of good enough memories of it and i've played it somewhat recently and it it's fine flicking your boogers flying around with your chili butthole 
you know, digging through garbage, jumping on things. You jump on the little, like, I don't know what the hell they were. They're like little orange mushroom top things. And he prance around. It's like, it's a weird little thing. But it was a thing. You know, spin down the toilets. Fine. Whatever. But that was not one of my favorite Genesis games. Not at all. So now I'm going to go through... Uh, I I have no idea how many games I'm going to go through because I have no list or anything like that. I have nothing prepared, but I want to mention games that I really love that I think some of them aren't remembered at all and, and some that just are classics that I think we can all agree on as being great. So the first series of games I want to mention not for any particular reason, just because I was thinking about them and some of the conversations I had with my friend John about them uh, is the Strike series. So I can't remember if there was ever a fourth game in the series on like PlayStation 1 or anything, but this is the Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Urban Strike series where it's the isometric view where you're the chopper and in later ones you'll be like a stealth jet, uh, stealth bomber and all that. Uh, and have a few on-foot moments as well. But these were great little helicopter shooters where you go around, you collect fuel, you save people, you blow up things. It was just a hell of a lot of fun. And it's a series I think would be so great if it came back and stayed the way it was. It was just super nice, clean visuals. Even if they just brought them back in their old with their old look and all that, because um, I believe it was an EA series, and I don't know if they still have the rights or what the rights are like for that, but if they released a Strike collection for 15 bucks, I'd buy that in a heartbeat without question. I, I, I love those games, and I think they hold up incredibly well. Um, the Scooby-Doo Mystery game was different on both Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, like many licensed games. And the one on the Genesis was a point-and-click adventure, and it was really, really good. And I don't know why people don't talk about it that much. Maybe it's because I learned much later in life that a lot of people do not like Scooby-Doo. They're like, oh, the art is shit. It is so cheap and blah, 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 whatever. I th I still think there's a lot of charm to Scooby-Doo, the classic Scooby-Doo. I enjoy it. I still like the cartoon. And Scooby-Doo Mystery is a fantastic point-and-click adventure that looks great and has two adventures with it, one at a carnival and one at a, like a log cabin house. And I played those so much, and it was one of the first games I got a full... Uh, a complete edition of much later in life because I loved it so much. I'm like, oh, I, I saw it for a good price. I'm like, oh, I need to have this. And I think I think it's one of the best games on the system that no one really talks about ever. And I don't know if it's because it's Scooby-Doo or what. Or maybe a lot of people don't like it, but I love that game. Speaking of games, people don't talk about anywhere near enough as they should is General Chaos, which may be my favorite Genesis game. I love the hell out of it. It is a game that it's a crying shame that it hasn't been ported 
ever, as far as I know. It, it would be perfect. One, it would be perfect on Switch with touch controls. It would be perfect on iPad, iPhone. I, it just should have been there. I know there was a failed Kickstarter for a sequel, and I, I don't know why it failed. It could be because not a lot of people remember the game or care about it. But also, me, as a huge fan of the game, I don't remember liking the art, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But I remember not liking the art at all. Because the art in the original is very cartoonish, very stylish, very exaggerated, and it looks great. It's, it is reminiscent of Arch Rivals, in a way, I think. I think there's something comparable about the dude, but I think that might be another EA game, which... If true, EA, get on your Sega Genesis games because you got gold there. I mean, they're not just Sega, just that era of games. You got some gold in there. Um, Comic Zone was another one that I loved, despite I'm I'm pretty sure I never beating, but just conceptually, I thought it was such a cool game of, of playing inside a comic book and. Uh, switching between the panels and at times being to choose which panel I got to go to and being able to rip the paper and throw a, a paper plane that did a, a lot of damage and have my little rat buddy that can find secrets in the levels. It was awesome. It was so cool and it looks amazing. It still looks fantastic. But that is a game that has been ported plenty of times. It's been in many Sega collections uh, on the 360. Uh, it, it is backward compatible. Uh, it was really standalone as well. That is a fantastic game. I I, I love that. It, it can be, it's it's a little bit too difficult. I'd say, especially later on, it just gets these parts where it's like, what the hell do you want me to do? You're just you're just dicking with me right now. You just you're just fucking with me. Um, the uh, one game that I remember loving a whole lot, and I don't remember enough about it except it, it's a a tie-in game, I guess. But it doesn't have a lot to do with the actual movie that I, at least from what I can remember. Well, no, I know it doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but I think it had the 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 movie version of the character on the box. And the game I'm talking about is, of course, everyone's favorite uh, comic book based game, The Phantom. If you don't remember The Phantom, it was a dumb, fun little campy. It's still good, I think. Uh, movie starring Billy Zane as the Phantom, and there's a Catherine Zeta-Jones in it as the bad girl who turns good in the end. You have the actress who played Buffy in the movie, I think, as the the good girl, the good woman, the good lady. Um, and then that that guy who played Raiden in I think Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and he's uh, Dexter's father, and he's been in a lot of things. You'd recognize him. But he's not somebody you you know by name, uh, but he's good, and it was it's a fun, fun little stupid movie. Uh, it's got a nice charm to it. But the game it's the game I think had Metroidy vibes about it. I think it was a okay. There are these areas that you won't be able to get to until you unlock these items, and they're like robots in it, and it was. It was really crazy, and I remember playing it after seeing the movie and just being confused by a lot of what was going on just because the movie was not at all with all these like futuristic sci-fi things going on because I, I think it takes place. in the, like It's a wild, weird little thing, 
but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't know if that game holds up. I haven't played that in a while. I think I may own a complete copy of that as well because I saw it for super cheap. But um, I remember liking that game quite a bit. There are, of course, the Disney games like The Lion King and Aladdin. I love Aladdin. Lion King, I don't think I ever got past the, I don't know, second, third level. I was like, whatever. You look nice, but I hate you. I hate the stampede section where you have to hop on the heads. I'm like, nope, I don't like this. But Aladdin was a lot of fun. Jurassic Park was fantastic. Playing as the Raptor specifically was super cool. But that that game just was mind blowing at the time. It just seemed like, oh my god, look how look how this Raptor it looks real. It's it's, it's wild. Uh, and I enjoyed the Lost World, which was a, a big change and, and took the series to this more over the top shooter type of game. Which reminds me of True Lies, which I don't know if people remember that game, and I don't know if people I don't know if people like True Lies, but I really like it. I still really like it. Um, you, it was an over-the-top shooter, and it starts you off inside a kitchen, and it's a not stealth section in the very beginning, but at first, if you don't shoot the bad guys, because you can see everyone the bad guys, and everyone's really bulky, but they got their little Uzis. Um, and you have your pistol, and, and you're clearly not part of the party. But if you don't shoot anyone in that first area, everything's fine. But then everything goes to hell. Uh, but you can shoot everyone there as you want. Uh, I think it is set up where if you shoot a civilian or, or two, it's like, nope, you're not supposed to do this. You start over. But it just had, it was a fun shooter. It's a fun licensed shooter. That I know it is one of those games that I just picked up for a few bucks at like Blockbuster, or maybe at a, a Fungal Land, and their little tray they had that all their like cheap titles, um, and I really liked it. I remember getting zero tolerance in one of those right as the system was dying and that store was coming to a close, which is a first-person shooter that is okay, nothing special there, but. Of course, there are the Sonic games, which I haven't mentioned yet, but those are those are good. You know, they're fine. I I was never a huge Sonic fan. I was never a huge Sonic detractor. It's just it's a fine series that is a bit weird in how it's full of all these things. It's like a, you want me to go fast, but then there are all these things I'm missing. How am I supposed to play this game? This is weird. Fantastic music though. Great, great music. I love the music of Sonic. Um. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite Genesis games is Echo the Dolphin Tides of Time. That has one of my favorite tracks of all time. The, the, the title music is so, so good. I love that music so much. But then the game itself is just this crazy, weird, trippy little thing where you're playing a dolphin. And at first you're just like, oh, I can flip around in the air and spin. I can eat some fish. There are these gems here. And there's like, I'm, I'm using my sonar thing, and then I'm getting all these weird messages, and I can bust these these crystals out from these places. I can knock them out of place, and stuff stuff's getting crazy. What what is going on? It is a weird game. That is a game that I just look at. And I'm like, someone thought to make this this weird dolphin game that is more than just a dolphin simulator. It is cool, and it it looks great, and it's got some great music and one of my favorite tracks of all time. 
then there is i don't know i'm losing memory of everything else because i'm just (laughs) shooting from the hip with this i mean there are games that i remember that weren't super hot or anything like this mutant storm chronicles or something which was like doom troopers or something which was a, a a shooter that i think looked cool when you shot your gun but other than that i didn't i didn't really care for it all that much but there's another one of those games i got for cheap 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 of course how could i forget teenage mutant ninja turtles hyperstone heist fantastic game uh beat em up delightful not like the teenage mutant ninja turtles game on the nes that the first one that was the the nightmare fuel but yeah hyperstone heist is great x-men both x-men and x-men 2 the clone wars i believe x-men 2 was all right where you'd start and you always start as one of the the characters just randomly you could be beast or whatever and a few of them could climb on walls and it looked nice and it was okay and it had things that exploded and it would be like a delayed explosion and be like and it was okay but i really liked the first x-men game where i think it was wolverine gambit cyclops and nightcrawler maybe but i really liked that one that one felt more like a like an i don't know story-based game or something whereas clone wars just felt like a bunch of levels i don't don't know what i'm getting at with those two but uh I, i liked both of them anyway virtual racer was something i remember loving in the arcade and just being astonished at the time of seeing the steering wheel turn as i turned and i'm like oh my god this is this is wild the steering wheel turns the direction i turn it in it is it's it really is virtual racing because it's like i'm th- i'm in there it was wild uh vector man i like those games though i think i don't remember them being all that visually interesting I don't remember there being a lot of variety and a lot of color to them. I, I, f- I feel like they were very muted in terms of their color palette and not interesting from an enemy design or anything like that. But I, I liked the way Vector Man moved and looked and his shooting. I, I liked the feel of it, but it, it didn't have much of a memorable world or enemies or anything like that. Uh, whereas Earthworm Jim looked great and had that a plenty uh one of the most memorable one just like i remember with the whole hamster thing was like this is this is nuts i mean the whole game is nuts but it's cool i like earthworm jim i could go for some more earthworm jim oh boy what else is there that i can think of that (sighs) pac-man 2 i think it was called pac-man 2 the Ooh, what was it called? But there was this weird story-based point. Not, I, I guess it technically a point-and-click adventure for Pac-Man, where you didn't even control Pac-Man himself. You just like point him in directions to go, and then you would throw things at him, or like he get upset at you, and you can tell him, and he would get really depressed and it was it was a weird game because he you could do things you could like i think you could hit him and if you do it a few times you know get like the little squiggly lines above his head and then he just sulk around and walk 
um, in whatever direction. And sometimes if he was really sad, he wouldn't even listen to you if you told him to do this or that. And you would have to like, oh, drop an apple from the tree so he can eat it and feel better. Um, it was weird. But I really liked it. Uh, the Beavis and Butthead game, I, I really liked where you were going through these various levels trying to get pieces of the Guar ticket that was destroyed by, I think, the neighbor's dog, the the pooch, I think, maybe. Or maybe the pooch just ate one of the pieces and then you have to do something to make it vomit one of them up. I can't remember, but your ticket gets all messed up and you have to get all the pieces. So you're going to all these different areas. And I think it might work in a way where you are supposed to do it in some kind of order so that you get certain pieces from different locations and weapons and stuff like or maybe there's just a best way to go about doing it where if you go here first it's easy and this will give you an item that will make this section easier and then you can get something here that'll make this other section easier but um i really like that game a lot as well huh i feel like the the, the problem with just ending this and not just dragging it on longer than it really needs to be is that I, I'm pretty sure no matter what happens, whenever I stop talking about games, I'm clearly going to miss something and be like, damn, I forgot one of my favorites. Because, you know, it's been a while since I played the Genesis. I still have my games. I could, I could go, I could have brought them, but I thought it'd be really terrible if I just started flipping through my carts and stuff like that. Don't you agree? Theme Park. That was great. That was great because that was an expensive game. I remember Funkle and I had it for like 40 or 50 bucks. And I traded with a friend from school for the shitty game that is pretty common to get that. And I was super... I felt I felt really good with myself and my bargaining chops. <laughs> Not really bargaining chops. Um, but yeah, that was just Theme Park. Creating a Theme Park. Really good. Like creating that Theme Park. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. Were there any wrestling games? I don't, I played, there was like Super Slam wrestling or something that was okay. Eternal Champions, what a wonderful thing that is. Of course, Mortal Kombat 2 is great. Street, Super Street Fighter 2, Hyper Mix something, Tournament Edition. <laughs> I don't remember. That was, that was a good time. NBA Jam, of course, great. The sports games for the time were like, oh, I can create my own team and do all this. They were cool. But yeah, I think that's a good place to just stop talking about the Genesis because I'm trailing off into nothingness. And I I know for a fact I've missed plenty of games, I'm sure. But those are some of the ones that immediately came to mind. And yeah, so other than that, of course, I am still watching Dragon Ball Z more than halfway through it is what it is a lot of yelling right now goku and gohan are training in this empty zone that well, a day is a year and the training is just screaming and screaming and flexing and that's how you train which is weird because when he was training in the ship and doing the stuff with gravity it's like oh he's actually doing like sit-ups and push-ups and stuff he's actually doing something this they're just fucking screaming and flexing whatever also Vegeta is a piece of shit I want to believe in true love for Android 18 and Krillin I want to believe but 
who knows? I don't know if those androids can be saved after being consumed by the uh, one called Cell, who I, I really liked Cell's first iteration. Then his second form did not like it all. His third form is fine. It's standard Dragon Ball Z, whatever, nonsense. But I think the first version of Cell is very cool, and I really like it. But yeah, just Dragon Ball Z. So it is what it is. Dragon Ball is so much better. Dragon Ball is so much fun. Dragon Ball is a series that, despite being 153 episodes, I would gladly rewatch it again sooner than later. But Dragon Ball Z, I don't ever need to watch rewatch this ever again. This is just a fucking mess. A messy, messy, messy thing. I mean, I'm exaggerating how bad it is because it's not bad it just is very poorly paced and could probably when all is said and done have been trimmed to 200 episodes or something they could have gotten all the the goodness out of it in 200 episodes but uh that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host marcus nez Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomalous, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this podcast and Attack the Backlog, go over to you go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check both of them out there as always i highly recommend the video version of attack the backlog because that is the objectively it is objectively the best way to watch to consume attack the backlog if if you want something objective then that is something objective for you don't expect that out of your review so yeah, crazy people. Uh, and if you like crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check out my art over there. See something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. Uh, and that, my friends, will do it for this here episode. So now I will say, as always...